You know, some books in the Bible can be a bit difficult to read. The first few chapters of 1 Chronicles can be difficult to get your tongue around and even to keep your interest. We have a list of names starting with Adam and it goes on to list the Israelites who settled in the Promised Land. But in chapter 4, about 40 names in, the writer breaks off to give us two verses about a man who stood out. His name was Jabez. Let me read these verses. Now Jabez was more honourable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, O that you would bless me indeed, and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. And so God granted him what he requested. God says through the writer that Jabez was more honourable than his brothers. He was head and shoulders above his peers. Why? Well, it certainly wasn't because of his background, his status, his position. He certainly wasn't born with a silver spoon in his mouth. His mother had named him Jabez, which means he makes sorrowful, because his birth had been difficult and painful. Just imagine going through life with that name, pain. What's your name, son? I'm a pain. Imagine how he was treated by the other children in his village. Imagine that every time your mother looked at you and called for you, you were reminded that you caused her pain. How would that affect you? How damaging would that be to your self-image, to your self-esteem? They say sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Well, we know now that that's not true. Names hurt. Names damage. Names can scar for life. The names other children give to us because we may look or act a little bit different from them. The names are words teachers may say to us or about us in school. And the names and, and words that our parents can use about us. All these can affect us. How we see and feel about ourselves. And then life in general. Not one of us is unaffected by the names and words that others put on us. Maybe you've been hurt, even damaged by the words of others. Friends, teachers, even family members who are meant to look after us. But can I say today, you don't have to stay feeling that way. The people who treated you that way and said those things, they may have had an influence on your life, how you see yourself, but they don't have to have the last word. The God who made you, the God who formed you and put you together in your mother's womb, thinks and says that you are amazing, you are special, you are loved. Let me read these words to you from Psalm 139. Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. You perceive every movement of my heart and soul, and you understand my every thought before it even enters my mind. You are so intimately aware of me, Lord. You read my heart like an open book, and you know all the words I'm about to speak before I even start a sentence. You know every step I will take before my journey even begins. You've gone into my future to prepare the way, and in kindness you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. You've laid your hand on me. This is just too wonderful, deep and incomprehensible. Your understanding of me brings me wonder and strength. Where could I go from your spirit? Where could I run and hide from your face? If I go up to heaven, you're there. 
If I go down to the realm of the dead, you're there too. If I fly with wings into the shining dawn, you're there. If I fly into the radiant sunset, you're there waiting. Wherever I go, your hand will guide me. Your strength will empower me. It's impossible to disappear from you or to ask the darkness to hide me. For your presence is everywhere, bringing light into my path. There's no such thing as darkness with you. The night to you is as bright as the day. There's no difference between the two. You formed my innermost being, shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside, and wove them all together in my mother's womb. I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. Everything you do is marvellously breathtaking. It simply amazes me to think about it. How thoroughly you know me, Lord. You informed every bone in my body when you created me in the secret place. Carefully, skillfully, you shaped me from nothing to something. You saw who you created me to be before I became me. Before I'd even seen the light of day, the number of days you planned for me were already recorded in your book. Every single moment you were thinking of me. How precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought. O oh God, your desires toward me are more than the grains of sand on every shore. When I awake each morning, you are still with me. God says you are special. You are loved. You are unique. You're not a waste of space. Even if someone has said anything about you in the past, you are a wonderfully created human being, loved by God, and you're destined for greatness. If only you will accept his son Jesus as your saviour and submit yourself to fulfilling the purpose that he has for your life. Jabez realised that he needed God, so he called on God. He asked God to bless him, and he asked God to do great things in his life. And you know what? God granted his request. The Israelites had crossed the Jordan. They were now settlers in the land, but there were still enemies all around. They'd learnt how to settle and to make themselves comfortable, but not Jabez. He believed God and he asked him to bless him. He asked him for supernatural favour in three specific ways. First of all, he says to God, enlarge my territory, give me more. He'd been allocated his portion of land, but it's likely that it wasn't all under control, not all conquered. Jabez was not content with just being a settler and comfortable. He knew that God wanted his rule extended, his kingdom come. He knows that the purpose of God is to extend his kingdom. He knows that that is what God wants. He knows God's purpose. And then secondly, he asks that your hand would be with me. Jabez knew that he couldn't do it by himself, and so he asks for God's power. He expected God to act, and he cooperated with him. He didn't doubt that God would answer his prayer, because it was God's purpose. You know, that's what faith is. Believing the promises of God and acting upon them. And then thirdly, he asked God, keep me from evil or harm, that I may not cause or experience pain. Jabez knew that he needed God's protection. There would be battles, attacks, difficulties in fulfilling God's purpose, in moving forward, in taking territory. And God granted his request. 
If you were a follower of Jesus listening to this today, let me ask you this. Have you settled for what you've got? Have you made yourself comfortable? Are you perhaps just going to church on a Sunday? Or maybe you don't even do that now. Have you settled for mediocrity when God wants you to achieve greatness in doing something that he's already planned for you to do? Because I believe this. I believe, first of all, that God wants to enlarge your territory, your influence, to influence more people, to reach more people for Jesus. It's not just for the chosen few, the special Christians. William Carey, the pioneer missionary, said, Expect great things from God and attempt great things for God. So let me challenge you to be asking God for more in your walk with him, more influence. He wants you to extend his kingdom. Secondly, as well as not asking or expecting, many of us men don't experience supernatural favour, blessing, opportunities, because there's a price to pay. It didn't all fall into Jabez's lap. I'm sure it didn't. He had to fight for the new extended territory. It needed discipline, effort, tenacity, endurance, perseverance. He had to be intentional. So do we if we want to achieve great things for God. But we also need God's power to do this. We may be waiting for God to move, but he's also waiting for us to move. You have to show that you want it and move with faith that God is going to act on your behalf. We can't do it by ourselves, but when we move, God's power is activated in us. And with him, nothing, nothing is impossible. He is waiting and wanting for us to ask, to trust and to move. And then thirdly, he asks, keep me from harm. You know, we, we need to trust in God's protection. The safest place to be is in the centre of God's will, doing what he has asked us to do. Let me say this. Also, we need to be protected and covered by each other too. As I always encourage men, find other men on the same mission as you, to journey and to fight together with them. And God promises to never leave you or abandon you. You know, we might see ourselves just as ordinary us, but God sees us as an army of men who are striving together to extend his kingdom. Bruce Wilkinson says, As God's chosen, beloved sons and daughters, we are expected to attempt something large enough that failure is guaranteed, unless God steps in. We're not called as followers of Jesus to play it safe, to just work towards a comfortable retirement, membership of a golf club perhaps, two weeks in Lanzarote every year. Every year. That may be classed as successful by many people in this world, but it's not God's idea of success. We are called as followers of Jesus, like Jabez, to extend his kingdom's rule. And that, that is your destiny, if you really, really want it. If you want to know more about living for Jesus and attaining the successful life that God has planned for you, you can email me here at gareth.pope at cvm.org.uk Thank you for listening. Please join me next time.